under the under the under the under channel welcome to episode 19 of the under channel the original bullshit podcast this is robert under uh, running without Aaron this week, Man, so I am sucks. manning the board. So apologies for all of the sound errors you guys will hear, but I'm sure Aaron will clean it up well in post. Uh, along for the ride this week, we got Scrimps, yo, and we got Steve. Good evening, everybody. Thank you guys for listening to the Halloween edition of the Under Channel. This will be out a couple days before, but uh, we're going to try to keep it spooky for you. And uh, I don't know how we could start any spookier than this. If you remember last week, we uh, found a story about 13 fetuses that had been left uh, in an abandoned funeral home, right, in the uh, the, the drop ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, so now this week it comes out, there's found another funeral Detroit home sucks. that had 63 fetuses in, tr- you know, drop freezers. Twice yeah. as many? Twice, oh, fuck, five times as many, yeah, right, really? Times. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, and when I heard the first story last week, if, if you, I, I was in horror, I was like, can you believe that they are doing this to fe- like this is ridiculous these are people right this is human life in whatever age of development it was whatever but this week i was like well i guess i kind of guess this is how they do it at funeral homes you know and i'm really like, curious oh, that like back in the day I really they just, find- you know? not even back in the day it's i think it's just now it's like if this is the best way i could put it tim you work around a lot of boxes do you care if all of the boxes are in perfect condition and, and stored in the correct areas <laughs> and disposed of properly? No. And unfortunately, in the the line of work, what they do, they don't work around boxes. You know? I just, I get it. They, they are yeah, desensitized so to it. It was 60 years ago, though. What was? That one. That one. Not this. I don't think this one nowadays is. I thought this was like 2004. Four or something like that. They were tracing oh. these back to. I mean, they're, they're talking about they. Oh, they found a cooler, like a, a what the a blast freezer. What do people put meat in? That's mostly freezers. Yeah, yeah, like a deep a deep freezer. There yeah. we go. Like a, yeah, a freezer chest like that. Like they found this as if, um, you know, this is just kind of what it is. Like it's like, yeah, we have this one freezer. Oh, but it's not all the way full. So like we'll wait to call the uh, fetus picking up guys until we have a full one because it costs us money to have them come out and pick it up. You know, it's just like day-to-day operations stuff that people are missing which is crazy no it's really really uh, messed up yeah it's a lack of uh care and you know pinching you yeah. know how Penny <laughs> don't you think that funeral homes should be more regulated like somewhere that's dealing with bodies i feel like we or talked no. about this last time and yeah, yeah. they need dirt yeah if we're going to hear more and more of this story, I feel like it might cause a change of how how funeral homes are going to be regulated. Yeah. I don't want to go to prison. Oh, I hope we're gonna, cellmates. It, that means we're, we're prison. Hear this, something we can take turns change, being the girl. Otherwise, I don't think people are going to trust funeral homes. Yeah, that's true. And you know, thank you for calling us out for treading on the same ground. I forgot we had we had gone down that avenue. So uh, that's all. A, a spooky way to start the Halloween episode, I get, right? I get, though, what you're saying, like desensitized by like now this is going to be like if we get more like uh leaks of these weird fetus you know right. piles so i really I hope not and it's we'll, just like we'll, yeah and then it's Detroit's, like you know, Detroit thing. you know people come here to visit those fetus uh buildings right and then it's like well i mean 
it's been around for years. The reason you don't find out more of them is they usually use them for, you know, fire material during the winter to keep the funeral <laughs> home. Well, it's like, what? It's like, that's just how it is. You know, that way you don't have to order in heat for the winter. You can just burn infant bodies. They're everywhere. This is a horrific time to, you know, and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's what they have to do. Like, if you had blankets, wouldn't you burn those for warmth? <laughs> that's really fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was going with it. <laughs> yeah. That's not even the worst joke I had planned for this week, actually. So well, let's talk about the clown, uh, the clown phenomenon. Uh, real quick, everyone listening, we are going to have our uh, week seven Detroit Lions recap, and we're going to have episodes three and four, our reactions uh, and preview for Castlevania to coincide with the release of season two, which came out today on Netflix. Um, I had written down for this point, we were going to talk about the, the clown panic craze, uh, but I was... I was in a rush, so I haven't actually gone through the research. I was going to try to find some um, incidents that had happened this year. And when I presented that to you guys, what did you offer up, Steve? Uh, the clown incident a couple years back, that was all uh, a viral advertisement for the movie It. Well, somebody in Hollywood just lost their Which job. Which is crazy to me because I remember it was... Oh, it was crazy. It was all over the place. You were seeing people that's like, oh, there was a clown attack there. Like, police were, like, kind of getting involved in, like, it, this is an issue. No, uh, no dressing up as clowns after dinner. Yeah, like cities were like, yeah, making rules and. I think at first it was. I think at first it was a one hundred percent a viral advertisement for it, and then it kind of grew its own. It kind of got out of control, but I noticed right after it went away in theaters, you stopped hearing about the clown attacks. Mm. Also, maybe it got colder. Maybe that correlated a little bit, but, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, I remember during those times, though, like, clowns were everywhere. I don't like clowns, and I thought I saw one one time. I was like, are you ready, are you ready clown? Let's go mano a mano. <laughs> so any, anyone listening, if you can confirm Steve's claims that this was just a uh, a false I, false I'm flag not, not that they, they played on us. On a, a viral? Yeah, a viral marketing thing. I'm not 100% positive on it, but I remember he reading about it. Well, the reason I, I thought of the clown craze was not because I had actually heard of anything happening this year. Uh, Heather was watching the news and the poll that was up there was our Halloween masks or I'm sorry, our clown costumes too scary for children's birthday parties. This was on channel seven like last night. And luckily it was like 65, 68% no. Everyone else said yes. And, uh, I was thinking about it. Like, where is that coming from? That's only coming from that crown, that clown phase and, and that like, Nobody up until last year when clowns became real during the Halloween season or two years ago, whatever it was, around that time ever took being afraid of clowns that seriously. You know what I mean? Like, find me one story of an actual clown, not named John Wayne Gacy, who has actually physically hurt anyone. I mean, short of like, you know, I'm sure there was like, Bozo the Clown was an abusive alcoholic or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that happened. I, I get that. But I'm saying, like, when's the last time they found, like, yeah, and the whole time it was a clown who was, you know, murdering people or, like, stabbing people. I was shot by a clown. When's the last time you heard someone go, I was shot by a clown? I don't think it's the fear. I think, it's like, for a lot of people, clowns are just unsettling to look at. And yeah, they, they do put, a, put and, off a weird vibe of, like... And some people take it up to a a new level of, like, creepiness, and it's just, like... It really depends on how much you're, how much of the, uh, like how much you're willing to put in the effort of being a creepy clown. Like you could, ju you can go old style, like 
very friendly clown, or you could just gore it up and just be creepy as fuck. Yeah, it's it's not something you see done well, like for Halloween. Like, when's the last time you actually saw a good clown costume for Halloween? They're usually just terrible masks. So or I was at a Halloween party. There's a costume competition, and this guy came in last minute dressed up as a killer clown, and he won. Mm. It was good, but, like, it wasn't original. I don't find killer clowns original Yeah. still. Unless it was a recreation of the killer clowns from out, outside yes, space. Yes, outer space. Outer space, yeah. yeah. I would have voted for that. Yeah, that would have been awesome. would have dropped out. <laughs> Can't even compete. Unfortunately, I'll give up my uh, my <laughs> position for him. I guess the 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 scary thing about clowns is you know media, pop culture. We build them up as scary figures because of the Joker, uh, you know, killer clowns. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? I mean, it. I mean, that's just. Yeah, I mean, it's just a. That's the most talked about clowns. For in, sure. News. But other than, like I said, other than John Wayne Gacy, yeah. what other clowns have done something horrific? It's not a Nothing. known they're just, thing. They're just creepy. Yeah, I don't know if they're really they're creepy. Very I think we've made them creepy. In our heads. In our heads. Yeah, yeah it's a hundred percent a fear thing. Yeah. It's one hundred. Now mimes, on the other hand, are creepy. They're I mean, like they're... clowns without fun. It's all. It's the same. It's the same art school of art, if you will. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm actually looking into the clown sightings from 2016. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it really looks like it was just, like... Um, Marketing. Someone said copycatism, where they saw... One person saw it, and it was, like, a, it was very popular on Instagram. And then it just took a, took a head of its own. Because, like, I was thinking, I was like, it came on it came on 2017, so it, should, it could not have been a viral thing. But maybe it was, like, early publicity for, for it, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could also be like something like Reddit or 4chan, like a subforum of that or a subgroup of that just said like, hey, over this month, wouldn't it be funny if we went out and tried to scare people? And like, That's you know, more of a 4chan thing. Did, yeah, did it publicly. I mean, even then, it be, could be on, beyond 4chan. It could be any real forum on the internet where people collect. Like, a lot of people just want to scare people, or cause panic, you know? That's what Honda houses are Clowns for. are surprising. Before we get on to, uh, we're going to do the Devil May Cry 5 trailer next, if you want to go ahead and pull that up, Tim. Yeah. I want to put this out to everyone. Uh, we are um, l- interested in pa and doing either NBA news or NHL news um, on the show, um, but we don't know in what capacity because there's too many games in between each week uh, for us to um, follow. We can't do a Pistons recap and then t- try to touch on three or four games that happened during that span. Um, but what I was thinking is we'll definitely cover headlines, but if anyone in the audience wants us to cover the specific team on a weekly basis, if, if you know a couple of people want us to cover Red Wings hockey every single week and make sure we hit on that, by all means, I'm open to that. I'm not a hockey fan. I'll shit on all of you for the most part, but I would still do it for the show. I, I, I'm interested in just having the conversation. I want to know what other people want to hear. So mm-hmm. Please uh, tell us, America. We want your opinions. <laughs> or at least Metro Detroit. So, Tim, this is you. Want to intro this? So, Devil May Cry is one of my favorite series. You know, hack and slash, action, adventure, uh, gothic, you know, art style. And uh, Steve was telling me one of his favorite games. Oh, man. I'm like, dude, dude. Capcom is mashing up their two favorite, you know, things together. They are. For DMC5, 
and this is the reveal for a you know extra content in the game Devil May Cry 5 is coming back to the original uh, storytelling that uh, left they left off that floor. had a filler meeting. yeah with that guy yeah I thought it was it, yeah I thought the, you know, the Devil May Cry the DMC yeah without considering oh wow that's weird both isn't 5 a and 3D they're gonna mash up the two storylines they have going. Like, wasn't it like three was Dante, four was that new character, and now five is a combination of those two characters, or at least universes? No, no it is a direct continuation of four. Okay. They are taking uh, lessons learned from DMC, good and bad. Yeah, I, I mean, as Lander Look at this listening game, to right? the criticism that DMC received, it looks like they're fixing it. I love that. I love the, uh, the effort and the, the attention that they paid attention with Mega Man. Yeah, the way the, they had the death and everything. They got them charging the blaster. The way you got, yeah. Buster. Yeah. Interesting. It's attention to detail that I feel like a lot of fans are going to appreciate. This is pretty much the worst video ever made. Too bad the Go back only to that. way you're going to get that Go is back through the deluxe quick, edition. Then. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was the deluxe edition? Well, uh, mention that. What, what had four different exclusive weapons you get? Are the other ones as cool? A, uh, a fork? It does not really say, but... Four exclusive Devil Breaker weapons. One of them is the Buster. A white hand, the Devil... Or the Buster, a fork, and a motorcycle glove. Yeah, the, they don't say what the hell they are. The other ones, would they should have done other cool stuff. And then Dante gets a weapon that Cavalier R... Which but I can't even tell what that is. Is that a motorcycle? Um, yeah. He gets a motorcycle that splits off into two, like, spinning motorcycle blades. It's intense. That sounds really So badass. what are they doing with Devil May Cry right now? Like Everything. What, why is this happening in this universe? Who cares? Don't ask questions. Yeah. I just, it's really frustrating. The only way you're going to play with that weapon is you have to spend 20 extra dollars just to play that with that weapon because the standard this edition pack, will not have edition. that. There's always definitive editions. I don't want to spend, spend $4 just for a Mega Buster. Well, then don't get it. You don't earn it. You don't earn it? No, no, you, yeah. no, you don't get it. Then fine, fuck you. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to play your game then. All right, well, then don't be a bitch. How does that make me a bitch? I just... I just why can't I, they games have the come, right... Why can't games come with everything fully packaged? Because games are so expensive to make they need to figure out a way to recoup cost because most people or a lot of people don't buy games brand new anymore. There's not a, there's not a huge, as soon as a game hits market, Spider-Man God of war is these games that are coming almost fully packaged for $60. If the game is good enough for $60, right. you give them enough content, right? It's good enough. Half of these but games why, are but why not half finished content. They're not, it's not half finished content. Why would the devil? Why would the Mega Man Buster be in the game at all? Yeah, that I has nothing to do with their this content. Content as, uh, you know, finished game content. It could be totally. As it could gamers, totally be like you beat you beat S rank and then stuff. you get the Mega Buster. It could be. It doesn't need to be. Oh, like if you if it's unlockable, that's mm. one thing. But if you if it's if it's only through the deluxe edition, you can play with it. That's bullshit. But if it's say for example. I want that Mega Buster. I need to beat. I need to finish every level on the S rank. Then I get the Mega Buster. That's one thing. That's how it used to be back in the day. And yeah. you still get that in in the games. For sure. But also, 
they're not making as much money off these games as you think they were. Like it makes more money to make games nowadays. How much were new Super Nintendo games when they came out? They were eighty dollars. Okay, so more money than the games right now cost, because there's so many more games. You have to stay competitive. Most people, if you even buy a brand new game, you probably share it with your friends, right? And Steam, if you download buy a game through Steam, you can have your Steam account on three or four computers and let people play it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not as much true buying power going into games anymore. Everyone is looking for a deal. They need to find another way to make money. What's the one way to make money? Put out exclusive DLC that's tied to someone's IP address that they can't clone and give to somebody else's house for their gameplay. In, in theory, in theory, right? There are ways to get around it and you can do mods or whatever it would be. But I have nothing wrong with a company trying to make more money off their product. They have the right to do it. If you don't want to buy the game, then don't. I think the fans over all these years of video gaming have, have you know, demanded this kind of yeah. uh, culture of like, oh, I love that game. I wish there was more. Right. And now we get more and we're like, why isn't it part of the game originally? I guess with you, I would ask, because you're the one who would, would think about it. Would you rather not have the content exist I than have to pay for exist. it? I would like, I'm excited. Like, if I love Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. I would be super pumped about it. And if you love Mega Man. I, yeah, if I loved Mega Man, I'd be like, oh, man, this is cool. You're combining both franchises. Right. It's just really frustrating that the only way I can play it, I have to spend 20 more dollars. Yeah, I understand, but it also doesn't hinder the the game Who at all. Gives a fuck? No, them no, adding Mega Man doesn't change the arc of the game, the story you're getting. It's going to be no, just no, like a side thing. Yeah. So it, it's, it's truly bonus. Truly, uh, it, it's uh, truly yeah. it's just a bonus thing. But who knows what that fork's going to do? I know. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a picnic game. You're playing Sim Ant. Well, are you going to be truly upset when uh, when I get this nine thousand dollar Ultra Deluxe <laughs> Tim, you, Tim, you package? Do you, buddy. You do you. You know, I, I'll I'll be Dante, Nero, and the new. So you get all three guy. of them. Why are you yeah. being all three? What all the three? F- what uh, that even make it? You can't wear all three at the same time, dude. I can go to uh, City Club three nights in a row. <laughs> wow! <laughs> different. So for get up. for nine, and come back with grand, three different three types of hepatitis. <laughs> so for nine grand, you get all three shirts. Yeah. Oh, I think one more shirt. You know, this black. You know, black. Okay. One. Classic. And to, the funny part I'll is, I'll be able to wear this and one at work. The funny part is, this is the first time Capcom did this. Um, for what I think for Resident Evil Four, you could have bought uh, Leon's jacket, and nice. the jacket was like three hundred dollars. Worth it. Nerd! I don't know what that jacket looks like, but I don't know that for uh, Resident Evil Four Leon jacket. It looks very nice, but yeah. it's like, is it really worth three hundred dollars? Yeah. But like when FF Eight hit, if they had done. Oh, Squall's, Squall's jacket, jacket for three hundred dollars. You don't think it would be worth it to have like a sweet leather? It wouldn't be three hundred dollars. Why not? Uh, they would they would mark the crap out of that. Oh, you mean it would be higher than that? Oh yeah, it'd be like thousands. Maybe, maybe nowadays, maybe back. I think back then three hundred dollars would have been reasonable because it would have been a little more like they they have well, they're way higher value. Gaming nowadays. wasn't what what it is right or, now back in ninety eight. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to keep that in mind as well. Also, would have only came in uh, Asian sizes, so. <laughs> that is true and like we didn't have like all the information back then it's like what do you, what do you mean uh agents run two si- two sizes smaller yeah and you have to go like have media play import it for you like <laughs> oh, uh can you do you have the new uh squall jacket edition of final fantasy a and they're like fucking they have it in like a case they have to open it up pull it out and like just hold it up to your chest to see if it's big enough like it's packaged I don't know if you're a bit. I just don't know if 
nine grand is ever worth it for because you are safe shirts but hey if you want to spend it go you yeah it's not it's not for the cash oh it's never mm. been for the casual this is for the super hardcore devil may cry fans you guys ready for this transition i've had this transition cocked and loaded now Ooh. for a little while go for it so we're talking devil may cry game about hunting down vampires monsters killing them and now let's go to the granddaddy of them all we're about to talk about our Castlevania preview. I'm just a You're listening to the Under Channel. Sam, what, what is wrong, wrong with you? Next up is a very awesome parody of the Backstreet Boys. This is called Slash Street Boys' I Will Kill You That Way. <laughs> the funny part, I'm pretty sure if these guys yeah, actually existed, they would yeah. have these cultists. It's like, oh my god, I love you. Like how um, Charles Manson has had mm. people just send a letter. Yeah, oh, for sure. You on fire. Leatherface. Yes. Oh, and Ghostface. <laughs> they got the white, the white outfits. The only thing I don't get about this, and maybe you guys can understand, uh, explain it to me. What are these five guys getting from doing this video? Publicity. For what? They got other things like it's gonna yeah. Like new quality, like I guess that's what I'm asking is like what a, you know, unless I guess that's what they want me to ask, right? Is what else are these guys doing? So then I can find out. But I'm just assuming they're not actually a pop or a boy band. This is like a parody. You know what I mean? I don't even know. Like I saw this song. I was like, this is perfect for what we're doing. Wouldn't it be awesome to find out if this is like five members of like a fucking hardcore band, like a, like a post-punk band or something that's like, let's just do this weird parody video. Yeah, oh yeah, that parody stuff's like uh, Richard Cheese, stuff's been around since junior high. I mean, longer than that, but Richard Cheese. Enough of that backwards bullshit. Jason, Michael, bring it back, bitch. No matter the distance, yeah, I was really expecting a horse on fire with gas and a lighter. But it makes sense to carry this song, like cover the song. This song came out, this was, this was one of the biggest songs. It's funny because you actually hear these songs during like show events, like during the industry, and everyone's like, oh yeah, I don't know the song, and they've been with really well since. One thing for sure, they're our age or older. Be- Covering a boy band because they have nothing better to do. Yeah. 
I almost wonder if the guys doing the video are even involved in the creation. They could have easily just paid five, like they could have had a, a budget of five grand and said make a video after putting the parody together, you know? That kid could have been the, like the producer of it, you know? Just off the good. Uh, the Mike Myers looks bad, man. His head is too big for that mask. Like yeah. <laughs> his neck was like, yeah, you saw, think you saw of his the torso. Neck yeah, <laughs> you were neck oh, you guys didn't know they had Brock Lesnar playing Mike Myers out there. The Under Channel. It's an hour you can't escape. Welcome back to our Castlevania Netflix's Castlevania season two preview. Uh, this time we're going to watch episodes three and four. Um, give you guys our uh, thoughts, reactions, uh, predictions. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day the show comes out, the new Castlevania is up on Netflix as of right now. Um, check it out. Uh, let us know what you guys think of the, the show. I know we're all going to watch it, I'm sure, at some time over the next week. Um, maybe we'll touch on it in next week's episode. I guess we'll just see how that how that goes. But mm -hmm. um, We're going to go into episode three right now. It is called Labyrinth. The Under Channel. Cyclops. Right out of the family bestiary. Has made their way. Who are you? Trevor Belmont. Of Castlevania. I could pee in a bucket and tell him it's beer. Season 1, Episode 3. You defend evil. Give them to us. Shut up. You're not getting the speakers. Join us now as we begin our discussion. So three after three episodes, are you guys happy with the amount of monster killing we've seen so far? Yes, it's um, the first two episodes were an introductory, and then the third episode you got to finally see a monster. You got to see what it does and very good effects, mm -hmm. and then you see how Trevor was able to figure out how to kill it, knowing his knowledge of the bestiary. Yeah, Tim. It, it was a quality, you know, intro to you know uh, a bigger monster threat right so the payoff was worth it to yes. have to go through those first two and i guess you did get the the gargoyles in the first one so you did get to see some monster in but you know yeah this would be the first actual fight with one so yeah yeah i like that the action looks great in this show uh when he's fighting uh not only the gargoyle uh the gargoyle the uh cyclops but then also when he's fighting that that group of priests or whoever they are like the way this action is it's very smooth they have it's slick. Yeah, they have great framing on it. It has that uh, cowboy bebop where it pulls away and allows you to watch the entire fight exposed, like where you get to see all pieces coming after each other, which is the best way to show martial art fighting scenes. Yeah. Absolutely. Not just a bunch of a foot next to a head, a foot next to someone's arm. It's like, <laughs> no, I want to actually see the fighting taking place. You know, they, they huh. brought back uh, Sypha. From after being, you know, casted in stone from the Cyclops, and I liked how they, uh, you know, implemented the powers of the Cyclops and that beam, and how uh, how the powers work actually work. You know, like once you kill the Cyclops, then you're you're cured. Right. And you know that that adds to the lore of all the all the demonology that yeah. the it's Belmont. A, it's know. a very it's a very nice way to show the lore. Yeah, I almost hope we see another Cyclops. Like, I would be okay with seeing that creature again. 
if it's meant to exist. Like, in when you fight play Castlevania, there's not one Cyclops you would kill. There would be a bunch of them mm-hmm. spread out over the castle. You would fight them the same way. Like, I hope that that's not, well, we saw a Cyclops, so you're never going to see one again in the series. Like, I liked, would like to see it established as a reoccurring threat or yeah. something. It seems like one of those good basic baddies for them to have to fight. Yeah, get locked in a room. Now you got four Cyclops. Yeah. Oh, and it's got eyes. And it's but it's got treasure behind it or something like that, you know. And then he has to do it where they make him shoot each other with the beams, turn into, turn into cement. But then when they die, would they? Well, you release each other. Their stone body. But I'm saying when you shot, if they shot each other, would be would shooting each other make them release the power so that they un You're thinking freeze way each other? Too much into this. I think they would uh, turn each other into stone. This but is what it's for, Steve. This is why we're doing this preview is to talk need, about the theory behind how to kill Cyclops. You need, to, kill you need to push them over at the same time. Uh, I didn't think about it. They have to rig up some device that like swings in and hits them and, and yeah. breaks them into rubble at the exact same time. Yeah. Uh, we, got to, yeah we got to meet the Seeker. Uh, I didn't like the that they gave him some shit after he went out and saved her. You know, they, the whole deal was, I'll go get her. You guys will leave, right? And they're like, yeah, of course, we'll leave. No problem. That's what. That's all we want. You know, I'm just too old to go do it. And then he does it, and he's just like, there's no way we can leave these people. I'd be, I'd, if I was Trevor, I'd been like, well, then, fuck you, man. Like, get out there. Like, I'm leaving. Like, you, you like, just broke all of your trust with me. <laughs> they but, feel, well, the Seekers feel like they, ha- they have to help these people out, even though, like, they're just so... They're in their ways of always trying to help the poor, always trying to help the unfortunate. Yeah. Even though these people want them dead, like they still don't see the consequences of what the church has done to these people. So seekers, you guys think purely religion? You don't think there's? It's not a race, right? We're not going to find it's out. A religion. It's a religion. Uh, it's a magical properties behind it. It's a very. Is it a rich religion or way of life? That's so, what I was, actually that's what I was about to say. Gotcha. It's a way of life. So it's a cult, a culture. Yeah, they're yeah. A, they're a cult. Okay, that's right, because they're just archivists. Mm-hmm. They're not like known for being badasses of any kind. Yeah, the, so. the the godly people are the ones that are being dicks right now. Priests, <laughs> priests um, are awful in the show. I still, th- I still think it's a little slow moving. I, I, we, I, how much really happened when we just watched? Other I, than I the Cyclops very, fighting, I it was very well paced. Really. You it got, just seems out of context. You spend the first context. 10 minutes with the Cyclops and then dealing with the aftermath of that. And then you get the, all right, uh, the priest is going to kill him. And then you got that and you had the scene right after that. I mean, it, in 20 minutes, you had a decent amount of stuff. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. And I knew that coming in because I've already complained since this show came out that I think that four episodes wasn't enough. Right? I've already made that known. So if I'm all I'm saying is, well, they didn't have enough in there. Well, I already knew that. So there's no point in really bitching about that now so good call good call steve what about sound do you guys think of how this show i'm not really hearing a ton of uh nothing in the background really music is grabbing that's me. the only major complaint a lot of people had is there's not a lot of castlevania e uh music to make you go like oh yeah that's one of those games yeah i i think it'll pick up especially in a full season mm-hmm. now but one thing i caught in the the alley battle mm-hmm. with the you know the the stugs guys uh there's some good you know action music behind it build up the the tempo and match with the you know the fighting pace okay. I, right, I'll, I'll revisit that to, to, to look at it i think that is one thing i have i'm noticing because 
the soundtrack is is really important for animation, like to kind of drive mm-hmm. it along. Um, what are people saying, Steve? Is that not anything that the music um, is bad, right? Just so that there's just not enough Castlevania-based yeah, music? It's, yeah, it's, it's very generic. Mm. Like nothing like inspiring or anything, nothing like horror. Yeah. It's just there. Not, be, there's, no, there's no Castlevania songs that people are recognizing. Fans, hardcore fans are going to recognize. Yeah, but I'll give them the uh, benefit of the doubt that they actually haven't gone into Dracula's castle yet, mm-hmm. which is where in Castlevania games you would get all of your. Yeah. So I like hope, maybe I now when like they go in there, there, there's going to be that gonna, graveyard gonna, music. You know, you're going to have all those like classic shit. stuff. Yeah. I know that they put in a lot of production and time into the the soundtrack because they had a soundtrack like release and the guy, uh, I don't remember his name, but like. He's well respected, mm. and you know they put out great uh, uh, cover art for the soundtrack that you know inspired me to think of what I came up for our promo art. Mm, nice, and you, it's not a, on like anything but the soundtrack. The, the art is only for that. Okay, let's uh, let's remember to grab the uh, the name of that guy for the outro. Yeah, give him a mini plug. Uh, we're going to go ahead and dive into uh, episode four. We're going to close out the series, and we're going to come back. We'll talk some predictions, overall thoughts about the first season, and uh, probably a little more about how excited we are for season two. So we will be right back. Having concluded Castlevania. cannot enter the house of God. God is not here. Episode four. Your life's Season one is now over with. You're a vampire. Join the Under Channel as we speculate on what happens next. Do you care, Belmont? Honestly, I didn't. No. But now, yes, it's time to stop it. Do you think you can? What I think is I'm going to have to kill you. I feel like it's a, like, what part? Of that? I feel like it's a very good ending, or? Yeah. I, and no, it's a very, very solid ending. Yeah, they did a, a decent job ending it out. Got you all the characters. Yeah, the team has been assembled from the tale from the future. <laughs> yeah, from the future. From, from the future past. Tales of future past. Tim. I felt like that was a very good ending to it, the end of season one. So these are three characters. Now we've got uh, Alucard, obviously Dracula's son, uh, half-human, but has all the regenerative abilities of mm-hmm. a vampire. A lot, obviously, at least is uh, at least uh, in some way a superior to a human. We don't know, I guess, all of his human traits yet. Maybe it's just that he can die would be the big difference. Um, Trevor, Belmont, exiled, really has no reason to actually fight Dracula, except that that's what his life is. I have African-Americans in England. Uh, yeah, yeah, good point. So I hunt Blackulas. Well, I was just trying to be... Man, I specialize in hunting black vampires. I don't know what the PC name for that is. And his life is a scourge on him. He's like, uh, I know how to do one thing. That's kill uh, demons and vampires. They haven't been around for a while. So I guess I'll stick around. <laughs> and then what is the Seeker's name? Cypher. Sypha, Sypha. All right, so Sypha, a young seeker, uh, the youngest of that group of seekers by 20 years, yeah. you know. 
Um, magical properties. So it makes me wonder why aren't the other ones doing any magic? She's the only one that's decided to read the, the cool books. I know. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, the rest of us, we just like to be somber around town. That's what we do. We collect information and be somber. She she learns how to do magic. She's fighting demons. She's shooting ice. I don't know. That's like the lazy. I guess it makes sense. There's always lazy. Like There's lazy guitar players. There's lazy seekers. Mm-hmm. just depends on what knowledge you're hunting down. The stage is set. Predictions. Let's talk predictions. So we have seen uh, some use of the sub-weapons. We've seen some of the monsters that have featured. We obviously know the Belmont name. We've seen some of the tropes from the series. Um, I want to talk about some predictions of what other things you guys would like to see. Um, this is a little bit of a strange one I'll start with, but I think it would be cool is this next season is spent going through Castlevania's castle, or I'm sorry, Dracula's castle and getting to it. And then if they do season three, if they're planning on season three, inverted castle. Like throw a nod to uh, Symphony of the Night. And that would be a great way to redo another season. Have them go back to the castle. Now it's upside down. Some new powers they go after, some new equipment, whatever it would be. And then you can't go on too long without actually having them kill Dracula mm-hmm. at one point. So uh, I would not be shocked in the slightest if that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Uh, any other predictions you guys would are, I guess, hopefuls, things that you would like mm-hmm. to see them do? I hope that they... I, don't, I, I hope at the end of the season... They just approach the castle, and they're pretty much like I don't know, geared up. They they got some I don't know, extra wisdom equipment, you know something that they didn't have at the beginning of their journey going towards the castle. Mm-hmm. So now they're, well, this is all we got. We gotta take on this whole castle, this you know, uh, labyrinth maze. Wow, so you are anticipating they possibly might not even get to Dracula until Season 3. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even think of that as an option. I almost assumed it was going to start with them on the doorstep of the castle. Interesting. I think probably the first four episodes will be a battle against Dracula's army. And then probably the season finale will probably be the fight up against Dracula. Yeah, I want to ask you guys that. Because they've painted uh, both Trevor and Alucard. Now, or Alucard, I, I changed the way I say it, but mm. Alucard, whatever. Um, they've painted them both as the perfect person to deal the final blow to Dracula, mm-hmm. right? Because one is his son, who is a known uh, legend of or hero of legend. The other comes from a line that kills vampires. Who do you think actually delivers the final blow in this series? If they get to it. Hopefully it's not canceled before it's ever paid off. Yeah. And we get a Dracula death at the end. Oh, this ain't getting canceled. Um, but which one do you think oh, actually? Alucard. I'm going to go opposite, say Trevor. Okay. Because mm. it just, that's, uh, he's still the star. He's the center. He, he's he's been the the main pivotal, pivot of more games than card right. his bloodline at least. yeah I, I i could see both your guys um opinions on that uh, caveat to that if it is uh trevor who does the final blow is alucard dead when it happens does he die in a fight with dracula previous to that fight where he finally kills him it, trevor may get the assist how about that yeah mm. the you know alucard gave his life to make an opening 
right? Because they'll be they will battle Dracula together at one point. You know, maybe if it's a, if that's the final fight and then it ends with them killing it, maybe. But um, you're right; they will probably both play into whatever the ending is with with Dracula. There's got to be uh, a loss of life on the good side. Yeah, build up yeah. the drama. I haven't seen anyone whip any candles yet. No candles or, to be no uh, actual flame candles to be found yet. That's, that's true. Be, also, no uh, breaking the walls to find some meat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that one. That would be awesome. That, that's the one that everyone was was expected to be like an Easter egg, and the writers could not find a way to do it. When you get to the castle, though, you yeah. Could, when you get you to know, the castle, maybe like whip something, there. it hits a wall, and there's just meat in it. It's just like ooh, yeah. It's just like doesn't need to have ooh, an explanation. Left that there. Yeah. I asked you guys before this. Uh, maybe I've been during it when we did the commentary. Hmm. Um, what series, I'm sorry, what video game uh, would you like to see Netflix give the animation treatment to? And not specifically video game, because this is based off of uh, Dracula 3, or uh, Castlevania 3, I should say. But what uh, chapter of a series would you like to see given the Netflix treatment? So I came up with something that was, I don't know, not super popular, but... To me, I think it'd be a fun new way to bring into these animated series with comedy and uh, lore. Game I liked, Mystical Ninjas. Mm. Yeah. Like a weird duo. Yeah, that's a, that would be a weird one. Yeah. It would be like uh, that Shin-Chan kind of anime mm-hmm. style where it's like, it's that over-the-top anime comedy. That's Sailor Moon used to have a lot of that kind of like goofiness in it, where like the characters would be over-exaggerated, uh, emotional. It's a good one. It's a weird one. I don't, I don't know if there's the fan base for that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about. That. <laughs> Steve, did you come up with one? Uh, this is it's a hard one. Um, because actually I did think about this, but maybe like, maybe like Shinobi or Strider, you know, like a mm. ninja show. Strider, like this to show like, like a ninja's just upbringing and then like. I don't know the I don't know like the whole entire story of those two games, but I feel yeah. like something like ninja esque would be yeah. interesting for they, Netflix yeah, to take uh, on. Shinobi, something like that. That'd be really that'd be cool. I, I could I could dig on that. Another one I did think of, I thought it might be too like, you know, right down the path of possibilities. Because this series happened because of Game of Thrones and the interest of uh dark uh fantasy. fantasy. Mm, makes sense. But uh Breath of Fire. That's that's was actually the one I had was Breath uh, of Fire three. Right. Yeah, it's the good, best. Good it's call. the way to go. I mean, or can they remake those? Oh my god! I want them to remake Breath of. Can Breath they just of please just, just have it on Steam? Or not even Steam. Port it so I can play it on my phone. Like please. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, I do. You don't want it on your phone. Yeah. Did you guys see? Oh, this isn't even. All right, we'll talk on this real quick before we go. Uh, we're gonna uh, close this out with the uh, the preview for Castlevania season two. But I have to ask you guys this real quick. Did you see? Have you seen the trailer for that Dragalia Lost game, that Nintendo mobile game? Mm-mm. All right, so it's a new Nintendo mobile action game, where um, it's Breath of Fire esque, where your characters turn into dragon forms as like their main power. But it's a mobile action RPG that's multiplayer apparently. So it's like it's gonna be big, almost like the most perfect game you could really think of for mobile. Yeah, for it's mobile. Yeah, um, it's already big in Japan. Is it? I think we. This or it comes out already big, or in the over there. Yeah, I think it. I think it is out. 
actually. It's down in Japan. Is it? Okay, because I get a, a trailer yeah, for it all the time uh, when I play it on the game. Within two days, it already had two over, over 2 million downloads. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I think we, I think we should, because I think you can go up to four players. I think we do it oh, the under-channel show. Under-channel squad in that game. I'm down. All right, let's close it out with Castlevania Season 2 trailer. No further. My generals, in killing my wife, Please! humanity has proven to me that they don't deserve the earth. I like that he has jaws. That's going to be very interesting. Yeah. My father. He's gone mad. You're right. He's he's going they're to traveling the world. to the castle. Human scheme and betray. They all must die. Imagine it. That's ambitious. That's trusting that they're not going to. A world without humans. The castle just appeared like a long night. Dracula has to be destroyed. We can't fail. Maybe the castle has come to death. It's like, like Dracula. Stand up. Here. Surprisingly, uh, not a ton of new monsters, I guess, shown in these trailers. There's some characters, but not really. I saw a new symbol. <laughs> Did you? Mace. Oh, the flail? Nice. Yes. nice. Yeah, that's a good I one. I only saw new monsters. I think yeah, the, those like... No, those gargoyles were those featured again. They don't look... They it, look I, oh, maybe. They look the same. Anyway, it really it looks really awesome. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah, so go ahead and... If you're listening to this today, uh, go ahead and uh, go on Netflix and check out Season 2 of Castlevania. If you're listening to it, anytime after the release, it's on there as well, so... Enjoy, and we'll be back in just a moment with our Detroit Lions uh, Week 7 recap. The, the Under Channel. Channel. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram now. For Aaron. Really hyped up. This, song. <laughs> this is for him. Did he die? I'm lost here. <laughs> so, it's a tragedy. I appreciate that Aaron always brings in Yeah. yeah, Twisted Sister was, uh, I fucking hated him when I was younger, and then I watched that Netflix documentary that they made, and I I think, I don't, I don't listen to him, but I respect the fuck out of him now. I feel like I saw a lot of people feel like Twisted Sister. Yeah. Except for that one song everyone knows about. Yeah, well, what's cool about him is they were a, um, they were like New York City area's best bar band of the late 70s. They were like, they were drawing bigger crowds than than like the national touring acts when they would come through but they were mostly just playing like covers and things like that they were a bar band like in like the 70s jersey bar scene and the reason they became popular was because they changed to the mainstream side of metal and made that uh what's this what's their most famous song called 
Yeah, we're not gonna take yeah. it. That's not like what they really were. Like they're like a really, I guess, classic rock musicians almost. Yeah, sell it. I get it. Yeah, and I also like how big D. Snyder is. He's supposed to be like six five or six six. He did all the platform shoes in that I know. That's how even bigger he was. It's funny though, they, they said that in the video that the reason you could tell that Twisted Sister was different is because when you looked at these guys, they didn't look like the rest of like the musicians. Like th- those guys were all like, you know, nice, nicely faced, like no like skin marks or anything like that. They were like lean. But Twisted Sister, they were like bigger, buffer, older. Like they were in their like late thirties when they like got popular. They were grown men when it was the rest of it was like a whole bunch of like youngsters. They would be ugly metal. I don't understand. Like, got these people trying to do their their uh, kink and like he's fucking it up for them, or they can do better. I believe that these are actually the clips from the mo- a real. It's a real movie. It's not just a music video. Like, this is a movie that he starred in. I think. Psycho House, maybe some stupid name like that. How does YouTube not know about this video? YouTube some It's art, man. The guy who runs YouTube is just a huge Twisted Sister fan. He's like, what fuck with my art? He's such a big fan. He looks the other way. <laughs> this is metal, man. What are you going to do about it? I wish that this was Captain Spaulding, like from the Rob Zombie movies. That would have been a really cool crossover. I don't know about that one. It was okay. Darius Slay. Every week he gets your best receiver in one-on-one. He is sacked by Ricky Jean-Francois. Tate is the primary receiver, but that's where the fun actually begins. It's time to relive this weekend's panic attacks with the Under Channel's 2018 Detroit Lions recap. Welcome to the week seven uh, recap of your Detroit Lions. Fuck. Steve, I'm not good at this anymore. You're just having an off day. Do you think I should give up podcasting, Steve? Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for our week seven recap of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> um, Aaron is not with us right now. Uh, hopefully he'll be calling in soon. Uh, but it is uh, Robert Under and Steve sitting down. We're going to run through... Uh, the victory over the Miami Dolphins from this last Sunday. Yeah, what a great win. Are you ready to how 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 efficient this segment's about to be, Steve? Can I tell you something? Yes. I didn't watch the game on Sunday. Uh, so, but it's okay cuz you watched the game. Yes. 
And I've got some good questions to ask you about the game. Okay. All right. So, uh, score was. I don't know the score. <laughs> That's all. All right. We we whooped their ass, right? Thirty-four. Was it thirty-four ten or thirty-four twenty-four? We once we won with handily. We weren't. Yeah. Yeah. This is even really though like a little part of me was like, oh no, here comes the same old lions. For a little bit because they were they were coming back. You have anything? You have any other questions you have to ask me? I do. All right, it's the next one. So, Carryon Johnson had a big day. Oh, Carryon, he is completely killing it. Um, I think before the, before halftime, he was already over 100 yards rushing. So it was very it's very exciting to watch Carryon Johnson continue to improve week by week, even though he's not guaranteed. He's not. He's being as efficient as uh, Saquon Barkley. Without, but only again about one third of the touches. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's seventh in the league in rushing right now. Yeah. Um, for a a player who we've complained multiple times so far this season that he is receiving as many touches as his backup. Right. He's receiving. Blunt is getting a lot of carries. What, six fewer touches than somebody like Barkley probably is. I mean, he's not taking a you know a bulk of the of the snaps for the team yeah um even though we're not even though we're talking about blunt we're also there's riddick abdul has been back there a few times they've used agnew in that role like yep. uh, i get that carry on johnson's a rookie and maybe they're like hey we don't want to risk think of all the rookies who have been hurt and how it's affected their teams right think of uh was a Devin uh dalvin cook dalvin cook yeah that's a fantastic example like that was like the vikings they're the best team and now they have a running back and then the running back goes down. It's like, all right, well, hopefully he comes back at the same form next year. Yeah, that is not gone as they expected, but right, you know. which is which is scary. I mean, carry on could be that again. I mean, that's the same kind of. Oh, with Delvin Cook, it was more like a freak. It's just a torn ACL, freak injury. Right. Uh, I do get Patricia's reasoning for not for not using carry on so much. You have other running backs use them. It's just that he just brings so much excitement to this team, but. Probably the biggest props I give is just the blocking scheme is finally working. You're seeing these, you're seeing, you know, LeGarrette Blunt have like so much room to run through. And there's this one play that was broken down. And you see Matt Stafford's fist pump. Like he's just fist pumping back in the air. And it's not even for a touchdown, it's just for a five yard gain. But they're finally showing, they're finally gaining a running game. Something that we all envisioned. Yeah. Something. Stafford at this point it probably never never, thought, never, never thought he would honestly he probably looked at it and said hey let me get through this contract I, honestly we could have seen Stafford walk away the same way Calvin and and Barry did right yeah. there'd be no reason for him to continue to take abuse into his late 30s for a team who can never deliver a rusher so this is a great a great uh development for this team probably the the only development that really mattered like even if their their pass rush had become incredible right or you know their tight end game was just um, whatever whatever other part of the game you want to say even if that became elite it still didn't matter if they could ru- if they couldn't rush the ball so yeah especially with that stat that um every network like to remind us but now that stat's gone so now yeah. we ha- we just focus on winning now we've got what uh, 100 yard rusher in two of the last four games. Yeah. So it's a better stat. We have a 100-yard rusher 50% of the time over the last four weeks. Yeah. 
We only use fake stats here. Yep. Only fake stats. Only the best stats here on on the other channel. All right. So let's now talk about Matthew Stafford. So Stafford, um, as far as I can tell, uh, or as far as I've heard, had the most complete uh, game of his career. Like as a starter, right? This was the first time we've looked at it and said, he is an elite quarterback from start to finish. Even in Stafford's best games, he always has a down quarter yeah, or a down drive or something when you look back and say, well, this is the reason it's keeping him from being elite. Yeah, these This is the exact instant where uh, why why Aaron Rodgers wouldn't do that. Aaron Rodgers would have tucked it and ran. Aaron Rodgers would have done this. Okay, well, did Stafford have a single one of those, a reminder that he's probably just going to be mediocre? I don't think so. He's playing... Ever since week one, he is playing amazing football. Actually, one of my stat of the days. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Stat, stat of the, the day. day. Since his four stat interception meltdown. Too early, too early. Go ahead. All right. Since his four interception meltdown in week one, when we all say, just trade him, he's, he's done. Matt Stafford is passing for 71%. Uh, with 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, and one interception. That is... He is playing lights out football since week one. He is one of the main reasons why we have got... We are now a winning... Have a winning percentage. You know, that and the emergence of of the running back. And very good receiving core. So, it's just everything... The offense is finally working. Yeah, and didn't we... In that week one game, didn't we lose at least one of our starters on the offensive line for something? Was it like no. Wag- Wagner? I thought some one of those guys got hurt. Uh, TJ Lang got a concussion, but in that first game, I don't know if it was the first game. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah, I know he had a concussion. I just thought that there was something that happened where it was like, oh, once again, we're not going to have a healthy line. Maybe I'm misthinking that. Yeah. But actually, Stafford, um, the Lions are tied for the least amount of hits. That um so, so the O line is doing its job. He's he's only been hit twenty times so far this year. That's fantastic. But there are some hits that. that Aaron and I were talking about. It's just like there were some hits where it's like, you, uh, please get up. <laughs> we don't want you to die. What about uh the other Matt Patricia? How how did he coach this game? Um, he did he had did he show immaturity at all? I haven't heard anything bad about him either. No, ever since week three. I mean, we've been hearing. Everything's been going a lot better. I feel like there's there was some growing pains, but now he's slowly understanding. The team is slowly understanding what to, what is expected, and I feel like there everything's finally gelling. Hopefully, you know we can continue. Winning fixes everything, so hopefully we can continue winning, and or just continue to make adjustments. Yeah, definitely. I know Galladay only had two catches. For like thirty or so yards, he had a touchdown callback. Oh, he had a touchdown call, a big yeah, one. Yeah, it was a very tacky, um, it was a very tacky, tacky call. But mm. it's it's whatever. We got the win. Yeah, it's it's one of the hard parts of being a big-bodied receiver, is that sometimes you you get well, you get hit harder, right? You get the shack rule yeah. where you have to hit big guys harder to make it make them stop. But you also in football, you can't hand check as well as some other guys because you're pushing guys who you have 30 pounds on, and yeah. it's just not he, fair, you know. But he, um, Galladay had a very nice stiff arm. Did he? Yeah. Um, there was actually like a, a picture of him, like just completely the stiff arm in a defender. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, Galladay, um, 
did he run in the slot at all? Did they use him in the slot anymore during the game? Um, I really don't so I like that. I liked when they did that the week before. I don't really remember, but I believe so. I know the touchdown play, he was in the slot, but so like they just have to find better ways to get him the ball, hopefully. But hey, it's always the next week. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll talk about next week. Uh, so week eight versus Seattle. Uh, they are at three and three right now, so they've had their bye as well. Yes, they're coming off their bye. Seattle, not a great team right now, right? Other uh, than they the did, fact they have a good quarterback. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Russell Wilson. Um, their defense is not what it used to be. Danette. It, it's no longer the Legion of, Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, so Legion of the they just lost. Their, they lost the last remaining piece in Earl Thomas for the year. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, they still have some good players, but you um you have to beat Russell Wilson, and one way we're gonna do it is by our recently our recent trade that we made today. This is where we hold them. We just form a fucking wall. So today, uh, on the twenty fourth, the Lions traded a fifth round pick for the best run defender of the past three years. Damian Will, um, Harrison. When I read that, well, when I read about that trade today, and they and that said that Pro Football Focus rated him as the number one run blocker or run stopper, at I was like, a fifth round pick. Yeah, uh, the reason why they traded him for a fifth rounder, he's thirty and he has like what's considered a high contract for defensive tackles. Mm. The Giants are going to go on a full on rebuild next year. Oh, so he is paid for. He's paid well for what he does. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. I almost thought that um, it was looked at like, hey, that's a great guy. We're getting at a great value. I didn't realize his contract. We're still was... getting him at a great value. Like we're gonna get two very good years if he stays healthy. Okay. Like he he's gonna fix one of the biggest problems with us is our run game. Mm. So if you know if he if he comes to how he how how he was with the Giants, I mean this makes this entire team different. That defense is gonna be so much. More efficient. Okay. Um, the D line might be fixed to a degree. Um, waiting for Ziggy Ansah to come back. He has missed, I think, the past three games. Um, the linebacking core can be better with if they can if the the front four can get their stops. Mm-hmm. The linebacking core can be better, and the corners can be better, making this team very scary to play come December and January. Yeah. So you would think this pickup isn't about the long term. This is about the fact. That, I mean, you can see the fall off with Haloti Nada. Um, having left right but they still needed a legitimate pro bowl capable talent on that line who's going to play every week because as good as ziggy is if you don't play yeah you you're not you're not good i guess if you don't play you're not good as good as you are if you don't play if you're never on the field you you don't help us at all so at least with this guy we know he will be out there majority of the snaps you're not going to run down the middle we have good tacklers on the outside we have Glover Quinn who can tackle. We Unfortunately, have, with Glover, it's he's lost a step. It's just he does for age. sure, for sure. Jared Davis can tackle. We have a good tackling back seven that if you can make it, so they can't just run you in the middle because that's what gets us when through the tackles. And then when you're through the tackles, then you have your own guys out there who can block for you. But on the flat, we if you can make those tackles, you can you can cut off a lot. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see come Sunday how Harrison. What we're gonna do with Harrison? We might not play him a lot, maybe like fifteen percent of the snaps, just so he's get so he's comfortable. But I'm very excited for this Lions team now. Yeah, I want to throw this out there for anyone who 
uh, is complaining about the idea of, of using a fifth round pick for this trade. Um, I think a lot of people don't understand what how NFL picks work or value, right? Because you it's only a good pick if the if the guy ends up being a good player. So can you do you know the can you go through the last five years of our fifth round picks? You, any chance? I was just hoping you, you're more of the uh, the encyclopedia yeah, guy than me. Yeah, asked me too to look this up. I didn't ask. I, I got it. I got it for us to go through. Okay. I, I just want to see if you could oh, run through them. Fuck no? no. I mean, if you tell me the players' names, I could say if they were good or not. All right. So last year, yeah, Tyrell Crosby. Well, Tyrell Crosby hasn't played yet, but he was he was he was drafted to be in case of emergency. Like he was a mm, he's top a depth, prospect, depth guy. Yeah. All yeah. right. Seventeen, Jamal Agnew. Agnew's playing pretty well. Yeah, so. solid. That's a great one. Yeah. I, I'm of these. Trust me, it's not getting better when we go from here. Oh, uh, it's going to get worse because this is before Bob Quinn. Yep. So, and that was Bob Quinn's, I believe, his first draft. Yeah, that was Bob us. Quinn's yep. first draft. So, oh, sixteen, Joe Dahl. Who? Joe Dahl and Antoian Williams. Antoine Williams. Yeah, those those impactful uh, players that we have. I'm pretty sure those two do not even play in the league anymore. If not, they're practice squad players. 2015, Michael Burton. I have no idea who this is. The, you never heard of Michael Burton? No. But he was a fifth-round pick in 2015. Look, fifth-rounders, like for every one fifth-rounder, like half of them do, just don't pan out. It's A fifth-rounder is not going to – fifth-rounder is more for depth reasons. Yeah, I got one for you. You probably, you probably know this one. Karan Reed. The name sounds familiar a little yeah. bit. Yeah. If but you like, could you're, not, you're not going to get a lot of. You do get some value. You for you do get value in your yeah. fifth rounders, but it's more rare that you get good value from your fifth rounder. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that so, past the second round, there's no guarantee. You can get a good value. You can get a good value. There's no more guaranteed value. Hell, you don't even get guarantees with your first. You don't, but it's more of a sure thing that those guys will be rotation pieces, if not stars. Once you start hitting the third round, that's where it's like, it's either they hit or they could wash out in a year or two. I mean, that's like but third the, rounders. I'm ex- for third rounders. There's always a reason why they slid. Yeah. They slid. They slide into for the sure. Round. That's true. Effort or or either medical. that or they were never expected to be first round material. Mm. It's like, oh, this guy could be a very good rotational back or. a but with fifth rounders, it's this guy can this guy has potential, but you know he's mostly going to be a deaf player. So for us to get who's been consistently at the top for run defense against run defense for a fifth rounder, which we got for trading Lincoln Tomlinson, who mm-hmm. was our first rounder mm-hmm. back in 2014, 2015. Yeah, this is a steal. Yeah, a hundred percent agreed. Let's talk about the division. So our division as it sits, uh, Chicago at three and three, tied with us. Uh, Green Bay is three, two, and one, and Minnesota leads at four, two, and one. Minnesota's getting their crap together, and it's yeah that that offense is slowly starting to gel together. Adam Thielen, you straight up cannot stop this man. Mm. That is that team's very scary. So he's uh, the standard, and they're the standard in the division. Yeah, they okay. were the standard coming into this year, and now they're slowly starting to get it together. Uh, Green Bay, Aaron Rod, Green Bay, um, minus Aaron Rodgers does not concern me whatsoever. That defense is awful. Right. Um, like they could probably sneak into it as a wild card team, but they'll lose. It w- I guess it's still Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Yeah, Aaron. Like, it's still Aaron like Rogers not will keep a minute. Yeah. But what's the point? 
You see, so there's has no to score forty two points. There's no potential ma- magic in that team. I haven't watched any Green Bay at, really at all. I don't think. Yeah. Is there potential magic there? Like, do they have a couple young guys who? What about those receivers? We like we talked about. They had those two young guys. There's no potential that because of Aaron Rodgers is there, he takes those bums and turns them into a you can magic. Make the offense year. good, but that defense allow that defense is allowing every crappy offense to mm. be perennial all pros so are the offenses in our division too good yeah for, for that defense yeah okay that's that's fair because that's all that really matters yep. is getting to you have to get through our division because yeah. this is this is a competitive division it as is, much right? as you want to say minnesota is the clear-cut best in our division potentially the best in no it's a war it's yeah it's a war yeah. and then chicago had an all like trubisky was trash against the uh, patriots like he completed less than 50 percent of his passes but like the Bears will go as far as to Trubisky, like yeah. when Trubisky was playing like MVP against the Buccaneers, you saw they scored almost fifty points. So they'll go as far as Trubisky. And you think their defense is real? Is that defense? They played really weird against the Patriots, but I still think um, Cleo Mack's not hundred percent right now. He hurt. I think his ankles hurt. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's a for real for real defense. All right. So between us and the Bears, who I guess are would say the worst two teams in our division, I, I again you don't like Green Bay until Aaron Rodgers is like out in de- for the rest of the season. I would always consider. Yeah, I'm them not. I'm not counting right them out. Right. It's just I just don't see the point of them making the playoffs. Between us and Chicago, okay, the one the two dark horses of the division, uh, who would be more surprising if we if we won it? Um, what is better, our offense or their defense? Our offense. So our offense is better. Our best unit is better than their best unit. Our offense on our best day could be, uh, could probably most likely beat their defense on their best day. Okay, that's a great way to put it because that's what you need to do to play a, to win a playoff game yep. or to win the division. It's like you have to be able to line up next to that team. It's a very it's very close. It's like neck and neck. It's, it's all ne- just based on potential like yep. star play, right? If yep. the, if Khalil Mack has a big day, they win. Yep. If Carryon Johnson has a big day, we win. We win. It's just yeah. just depends on who shows up. Does that bother you that it only took the Chicago Bears 5 years really to come back to some semblance of of being a decent team? How long did we um, toil in the basement? No, it's just how the Bears were super aggressive in free agency. They made the right moves. Mm-hmm. It's they they realize they traded up for Trubisky. They realized what they had on defense, and then it's just like cause they're following the Eagles and the Rams' way of of um, managing their team. Mm-hmm. You have this rookie contract. You have three years to get a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Oh, okay. That's it. I mean, they're all in for Is these that next with years. Philly too, right? Yeah, Philly. Yeah, Philadelphia won a Super Bowl under. Carson was his contract. Did, oh, did you say Philly? I, I could have yeah, you said a, a different team. Wow. Lu- I heard, oh, the Rams. That's right, the Rams. Um, okay, I like that model. I mean, yeah. We're going the opposite way. We have an old quarterback who makes too much money. But that quarterback is also based off that old rookie scale. Right, And it, but to be fair, that's the other model that works, right? Is you either have to have a rookie on a scale or you have to have a top-paid quarterback. That top-paid quarterback rarely wins the Super Bowl, though. Really? Yeah. I think Tom uh, Brady. Ben Roethlisberger. He's Tom Brady. Paid, he's not paying. Neither of them are paying the top five. They're paid. At one point in their career, they both, not anymore, 
But uh, I the, don't think Big Ben was ever the really top five. when he was when they won like three Super Bowls in seven years, didn't they? There's no way when his contract was up, they didn't make him the highest paid quarterback. But then unless he was willingly taking less money for them to pump that into the defense. Um, with Brady, he was never paid. He was never the highest paid quarterback. Mm, with surprising, big, I don't remember. I don't know the full contract with with Ben Roethlisberger's, but I know he was never the highest paid quarterback. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong because maybe that uh, didn't he have a motorcycle accident mm-hmm. and rape allegations at one point? Yeah. So maybe like his prime money making years were also kind of scandaly. Where he yeah. when he was twenty seven or whatever hitting free agency he had just got he was pay, he's paying paid good oh I know that yeah I yeah he's I would just, hope he, so <laughs> he's not but he's not making Aaron Rodgers money he's not making Jimmy Garoppolo money mm. right but, now it, um sorry one more thing about Ben no go right. Ahead. right now who's the best player in the NFC North single player oh Christ oh. including health not just talent wise yeah including health it's still Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is it really. That man does some magical things, man. and it's really uh, like I feel like I would love him a lot more if he wasn't in our division. Mm-hmm. Just ma- like when I was watching the uh, recap of the 49ers Packers game, I was like, "You left way too much time on the clock." I've so, seen this. I've seen this tale. This tale before. So, Aaron Rodgers. Two Pro- is Khalil Mack. Probably Khalil Mack. Three is the best player in Minnesota. It's Theon. It, it's Adam Theon. Theon, okay. Fourth like, is Stafford. What, He'd be our best player. Stafford is our... Trying yeah, to think Stafford's of, probably our best player still. What about Minnesota's... Uh, One of their defensive tackles. Don't they have like a just a freak on the defensive line? They have a lot of great players, but like... Who would be like considered top-tier talents at that Xavier role? Xavier Rhodes. Hmm. Yeah, drunk. that's who I'm thinking of. I can't think... I, thought, I swore they had another big guy in the line, but... They, they have a lot of talent. Yeah, Stafford, I think, would probably take that fourth role. Like I think he could... Talent-wise, would be over the rest of those guys. Especially yeah. the quarterbacks. Yep. All right. Well, thank very, you guys. Uh, never mind. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. Theunderchannel.com. We'll have you questioning everything. I got another one. And this one, it takes a little act. My brother's off one night, so he's drunk. We're drunk, you know. That's why it's very Joey's mother. So he says, uh, "I tell you about the date I went on last week." He worked at Lakeside Mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the date. He says, "That's who'd you go with?" He says, "He says this guy that I worked at the mall with." He says he wanted me to take his niece out, you know, on a blind date, you know. He says, "Yeah, what about it?" He says, well, it's really fucking weird. He says, you know, I went to the house to pick her up. They lived down in Warren. And he says, uh, it wasn't a very big house, but I noticed I had an elevator. I thought, well, that's fucking weird, you know. And uh, so all of a sudden, this, it pushed this girl in a, wheel, in a wheelchair, you know. Well, he already said he'd go out with her. He wanted to look like an asshole. Make up excuses, you know. So he take her out, you know. So he gets her in the car and that. So they decide to go to the drive-in, you know. And uh, so they go to the drive-in and you know they're watching the movie and talking and stuff. And 
you know, they're getting along pretty good. She's like a pretty nice girl, you know. She's just in a wheelchair, you know, like this. So, uh, she starts kissing him, you know. They start kissing him and fooling around a little bit. And he says, uh, she says, make love to me. He looks at her what are you talking about? Where? She goes, she goes, people all around. She goes, no, I got a place I go to. He goes, okay, you know, so. He's following her directions and he takes her back into Boomer State Park out at the end of John Arthur. And there's this old oak tree with a low hanging branch, you know. And she tells him to get out of the car and come around and get her. And so he gets her and carries her over to the tree and she reaches up and grabs the limb. She says, okay, now put your pants down. And so sides down now and pulls herself up and down. You know, so they get done. You know, he takes her home. So he gets her home and goes in. The guy says, uh, hey, you got time for a beer? You know, he says, yeah, sure, you know. So he feeling bad about it, you know. So he's sitting there having a beer with the guy, and the guy says, uh, so how'd your date go, you know? And he said, oh, we're pretty good, we're seeing the movie, and then he says, really? He says, tell me, Ken. <clears throat> he says, did you fuck her? And he just couldn't lie to the guy, you know? He goes, yeah, to be honest with you, I did. And the guy reached over and he says, Yeah, all right, Ken. Most guys leave her hanging in the tree. <laughs> the under what? What'd you say? The under channel craps. What'd you say? These damn whippersnappers, they don't know what the hell is just. The, the, what are you even saying? Have you seen my hearing aids? What the hell you. The computer? I don't know what the hell you. So I was a little scatterbrained, and I forgot to uh, mention that Soulfly had come out with a new album last week. Um, I have gone through a massive Max Cavalera uh, revelation in the last year. It's like, would hard to, hard to say at this point that he's not my favorite metal musician, just in general, out of anyone. So um, he had a new album coming out, uh, but to get ready for that, I was listening to his album he made last year, Cavalera Conspiracy's uh, Psychosis. And this song came on, and as soon as I heard it, I was like, this, is, this isn't Halloween, but this is evil enough to make the show. So this song is called Spectral War, off of uh, 2017 Psychosis. Driving home from work, and when this hit, I was just like, holy shit, this is evil ripping. Yeah, you can get some white foot going on. Oh, I'm going 85. This album was considered like a coming uh, of 
uh, coming back to form for Max Cavalier. A lot of people didn't like his output for like the past decade after a couple Soulfly albums. I would say mostly it's because it's it's more melodic. Like he went through like a, a phase of making like just almost pure death and black metal albums, like Archangel, Dark Ages. Like these are super heavy, non-accessible albums, and these ones you can understand the lyrics again. You know they're making he's kind of leveling out, I guess. But the production quality and the, the ideas in these songs are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I can just see the crowd like fucking fist bumping to this song. This is the wrong song. I'm a dumbass. You guys know that. <laughs> the song I was gonna pick. Anyone listen to this? If this if this one gets released, "Evil Empowered" off of the new Soulfly album. Uh, this was going to be my song until the new Soulfly album came to my house, and I was listening to it. And I was like, "All right, it's evil. It's Halloween. It makes sense. It's still a good song. It has the same quality." exciting album that came out uh, because he's brought back some of the tribal ritual type stuff that he had on what would be considered his seminal albums uh, Roots, Chaos AD like he had recorded some parts of those albums with uh, aboriginal tribes and he had gone away from a lot of those elements um, so this album has a, a, a feature of that on there using those tribal drumming to go along with just kind of death, death metal recent one is Steve loves it Australian grindcore but who doesn't love Australian grindcore it's like the way when you read these stories it's so weird it's just like it's a combination of you know city kids from like Melbourne and like bush kids who like have this like collected scene where you just have like you know people going back and forth and it's like such a niche scene that grindcore is such aggressive music King Parrot it's like they're a big band in Australia like they're on like they're like nominated at the Australian Grammys and over here that's just like people would look at that like it's fucking noise that's actually very interesting have you been to Cellarment? no you should go for a show sometime I've, I've uh, seen a couple shows recommended recently I want to go there for so we'll do it I'll, I'll go 
The Under Channel. Join the fever, become one of us. Visit us at theunderchannel.com. It was their uh, second movie or whatever. You're talking about the are you talking Turbo? About, you're talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, like midway through there. Like, oh, yeah, that's they the first one. On the, no, they're on the island, the second one. Where no, this is the first. The movie. second one is Turbo. Tur- Turbo's Turbo. the second movie. Yeah. yeah, the first one they are they no, are the Power I Rangers. Ivan Ooze takes their costumes away, so they ride on the back of that thing. The lady's got the the whistling sticks. There's a Birdman. Get those birds! Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a real weird because it feels like the movie split. It's like almost like it's split it's a, into it's two, a, movies. two different movies. Because you have the Ivan Ooze story, and then you have them go off to that planet Eek. to find uh, Zordon's friend who has those other uh, the the frog. Yeah, the new Zords, yeah. Uh, was it, it was Ape, Frog, Wolf. And we got yeah. we got to this crane mighty more from Power Rangers story from the how the transition of ninja costume yeah. changed over the years. Yeah, yeah. It, it's what so I we mean. went we went sweet like cool <laughs> shinobi style ninja costume to okay now we got the triangle vest in play because of Scorpion and Sub Zero right. and now we're just seven thousand degrees of uh. Power, Power Rangers. Frog Zords. <laughs> frog Zords. Dude, frogs. You're telling me there's nothing. There's something wrong with Frog Zords. I'm a frog. Oh, Thanks for welcoming me to the show. Wow. Some of the worst CG <laughs> you will <laughs> ever see at the end oh, of the movie. Oh, can we watch oh, it? So God damn, it's beautiful. Oh, I love man. every second of it. It looks like trash. It looks like... Was uh, this movie in theaters? Yes. Oh, yeah. it, was a, it, made it was a major it motion. Was, it made money. This is during Power Rangers at its height. It was a blackbuster. Wow. 97, maybe? 98? No, no. 95, this was at, this is at, this is this is during season. Yeah, they two. had just rolled over. They, they had just, just rolled over the cast. Three of them. They lost Jason, Trini, and Zach, and they got Rocky, Aisha, Adam. Yeah. Okay, off the re- top of his head, he's he's just throwing yeah. these names yeah, yeah, yeah. out, and they're accurate. But Tommy was. Yeah, like, they are. They, well, they Adam's the Adam's the Asian. Somehow. The Asian kid. Um, well, no, he's like. Uh, no, I watched a, a couple, like last year. Like, I watched the history of Power kid Rangers. Kid and play hair, kind of. What are you talking about? Adam had a basic haircut. The 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 Asian one, not. The Blue Ranger, the second Blue Ranger. Isn't like an Asian guy with like bigger black hair? Whoever the nerd was, he was the Blue Ranger. That was Billy. That was I know, Billy. but that's what happened. We're talking every first time, gen. I know, every time Zach you got a nerdy kid, he was the Blue Ranger. Yeah, so what? When you, when you were a kid on the I'm playground playing, Actually, you were like, you're I'm not the Blue Ranger. Yeah, Actually, for sure. you're right, and then you're wrong, because in Zeal, then it became Rocky. Yeah. I but Rocky was a fucking dweeb, so. I I still wanted to always be the White Ranger. When everyone played Power Ranger, it was always like, oh, I'm going to be the White Ranger. Well, you can't because I'm being the Green Ranger. Yeah, it's like, the same person. It's the same person. Yeah, but it's different timelines. or something. <laughs> hold hands. I'll just be the Black Ranger. Uh, you be the bigger version. I'll be the small. We'll, I'm we'll just be so close. glad when I was a kid, like, Power <laughs> yeah. Rangers was not a thing. So we didn't play Power Rangers No, you, pl- you probably played Turtles then. Or we yeah. probably did play Turtles yeah. a lot. But all I the, get to be Leo. All the Turtles were cool, though. Yeah, like, Turtles were, like, individual enough that everybody had a favorite. Yep. If you were the fat kid, you were Bebop or Rocksteady. We didn't care. Hey, <laughs> I was not Bebop or Rocksteady. I was still Leo. You, know, you guys are playing. There's like some fat kids who are swinging. <laughs> Shut up, Bebop and Rocksteady. We're coming to kick your ass. Yeah, I was She's still Leo. My own business. You know, I still Don't care. These turtles are okay. Real so this band, as far as I can tell, let me get a little closer here. It's called Borgaisha. I don't know if that's the per- correct pronunciation of this band, but. I found a record by this band uh, at a, at Memories and Melodies in East Point. Nice. Um, and nice. I bought it I like strictly yeah. based on the cover of the album and the the label it was released on. It was released on Wax Tracks, which okay. was a uh, which big industrial label in the 80s. They did like uh, 
Ministry. Nice. Um, KMFDM, stuff yeah, like that. Repco, Interesting. I think some like weird, uh, maybe some Nine Inch Nails singles, okay. things like that. That's cool. Um, so that that's kind of how I ended up finding this band. But they're from Slovenia. Um, <laughs> I can't really tell you like what their songs are about. Their album covers are kind of like, I, I don't know if they're like like kinky, like like people just yeah. all in black bondage oh, kind wow. of stuff oh, but nice. taboo. yeah yeah something <laughs> like that but but the music's cool like it's i don't know that it's exactly industrial music but it's they it's like goth rock and like early electronic music okay. kind of combined interesting and then so this this song here is not the album version like as you said but when people did music videos sometimes back in the day they just kind of filmed like a live yeah version just of song it. play yeah yeah so this song is kind of like a weird it's way different than the album version but i think it's way better and it's just super it, it's just super bizarre <laughs> you want to take go. a uh take a stab at pronouncing the track name no <laughs> not knockney snedge you know what that stands for <laughs> that stands for this girl looks like winnie cooper from the uh, wonder years yeah, that's what it stands for exactly maybe this is what happened to her <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Wow. So this is him on stage right now. Performance art. Yeah. The drums it's like it's like joy division or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know if, if I wasn't balding I would have hair like that guy. That's I how I would wear my hair. David Bowie. Sure. It is, yeah. I've always wanted a pompadour my entire life. That's creepy, dude. I like it though. Yeah. Looks like Lou Reed there. It's like they read, they read up like an article about industrial music, and then being from Slovenia, not being able to hear it, they're like, "All right, well, let's try it out. Let's figure out what we can <laughs> we do. can do this." Yeah, it's like very repetitive and <laughs> dark themes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not something that you're gonna jam out on a sunny day, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I like? You know that that creepy guitar that little bit of a chord movement there and just that that slow like you said electronic drum behind it you know it i i bet you like somebody like uh lane staley from alice in chains would dug this band <laughs> like because they love to just make that creepy sounding music yeah mm. no that's true i think like bands like this you know it, it's not like they have huge choruses or or things like that, but I think there's elements of the music. Yeah. Like the guitar is kind of just like swelled up there, and like the haunting vocals. It just kind of, it's more of like a a mood than it is a song. Kind yeah. Of they're the idea of a, it's a composition. Yeah. You know, it's it's like they're putting together a single uh, piece. You know, it's not a song like where you're not gonna go out. I'm gonna request you know knock me a set. No one's <laughs> screaming that, but the idea is like they made a piece of music. Yeah. I think in their day, and I and I believe this band is still around because I've you know I I have a couple of their albums and, and they're all a little different. Like some of like the later stuff is like is almost like funk. Really? Hmm. It's have really you, strange. Have you checked DTE or Freedom Hill to see if they're coming through anytime this God, summer? God, man, <laughs> they'd probably play City Club. Yeah, yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would see that. I would go see them if they did play though. Yeah, me too. It'd be an interesting show to go to. <laughs> <laughs> see what see what you're gonna see there. 
Because the only people that are going to this are the people who are into them. Yeah. yeah. Well, you might have, especially if they play City Club, you might have a bunch of like young goths who like will catch a buzz just because of the name of the band. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. It might be a it might be a younger a crowd scene that we're coming thinking. on. Yeah. I don't know that they were ever big in the U.S., but I think where they were from. This was Slovenia's export was Borgaccia. I'd love to find out that they're like the Beatles of Slovenia. You know, like <laughs> this is yeah. Borgaccia, bigger than God. You feel like when you get to the airport, there. This is what's playing. It's the Bor- everyone's walking around in black. With I uh, we landed, but we need to take the next immediate flight out. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just smoking in the dark here. We're not I don't see Wesley Snipes anywhere, so I don't stand a chance. <laughs> we will be landing in the Borgesia International Airport. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a cool video. You know what it kind of reminds me of, and it's not in the same vein, but like in the 90s there were like really cool dark music videos yeah. like, like Closer by Nine Inch yeah. Nails oh, like yeah. a really yep. weird one or uh, Schism uh, by Tool yep. yeah. Typo Negative they, yeah, they yeah. made some great ones Black Number One and Christian this Woman. is kind of like early weird video man. yeah like up until like the the mid 80s like music videos were like like Black Sabbath videos of, of people imposed upon a green screen and like weird like psychedelic shit in the background yeah <laughs> there may be uh epileptic warnings if anyone watches this video because it's just yes. flashing the guy's face so just keep that in mind if I was in charge of Adult Swim like their uh, acquisitions department I would be getting rights to shit like this just to throw it on like uh, they have so many shows that are odd timestamps. Yeah. like they have a show that's traditional you know it should be 23 minutes yep. their shows are like 19 minutes or yeah, yeah. 7 minutes you could minutes really block weird. off some yep. of these you know some of these oddball videos and Imagine flipping through your fucking TV at two in the morning <laughs> and this shit's on. <laughs> there it is. Tole Budario sin sonsa schudim hoodim imijam. I think she was talking about hoodie for a second. <laughs> hoodie and the blowfish. Yeah. They're on next. It's a Slovenian TRL. That's what that, that, that song is on. Yeah. N- number one. Wow. So you can't you uh, you found that on uh you found a record of that, right? That's how you came well, across it. I actually it. found a different record of theirs, but then hmm. when I was like, "What the hell is this band?" Like, there's very little. I mean, there's things about the band. But yeah. They were, this is I found this song from a different album, and I was like, "Man, this is a weird video," but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Are the albums? Uh, do they have a feel to them? Like, like does the entire album feel like? A concept or is they, it very like it's chaotic not, no no it's i wouldn't say that it's very chaotic i would say each album is a little bit different than the other though mm. so what's funny is the the album that this came from like that one i mean is almost more like a i mean god it could be like it's almost like a like a sisters of mercy or okay. something or yep. like like that song was but the the really? album good, version good. is the album version is like a little bit more upbeat mm. but it's like you know it's it doesn't have the same vibe yeah. as that. This but, is that stuff that plays on ADNX early on Sunday mornings. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Do uh, he obviously? How do they mix his vocals on live stuff or on uh, album stuff? Because he's got a pretty powerful like droning drone low. to him. Is it like buried or do, is it almost like when you listen? I want to say like Depeche Mode or like a band like from the eighties where they push a, the vocals up it, over some, it. Some of it's a little bit higher up mm. in the okay. mix. Yeah, but like I said, some of it's a little different. It's a very interesting band in that. I think in the 80s, a lot of bands had identity crises, mm-hmm. and 
I mean, maybe they had their own Slovenian identity crisis, but it was kind of an interesting. <laughs> We're not getting over. Yeah, it was an interesting thing though, because they it, the early stuff is a little bit more on the dancey side and a little bit house darker, music, and then it kind of gets into like, like honestly, like like weird, like 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 that mixed with funk, hmm. which yeah. seems kind awesome. of that's awesome. We've got different yeah. note patterns now. We can do thirty seconds. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've uh, I've heard a lot about like what you're saying, the identity crisis in the 80s, especially the early 80s. And uh, I remember was watching a VH1, like a history of metal or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And they mentioned like in the early 80s because of bands like Air Supply and stuff got really big with synths. Like they were using like synth stuff that like traditional metal bands started playing around with them. So like uh, Jump by Van Halen. That was like at that time when they made that song, it's like everybody in metal said like we have to have a song with synths on it because this is where it's going. It was like, very few bands stuck to it like they everyone kind of curved with it so mm-hmm. i know what you mean by you know in in slovenia they may have started out as this kind of band and then they're like oh well let's go darker like because you know maybe it fits the industrial theme they're going sure, to you sure. know? they could have could have been purely a show like when you when you see a picture of these guys before they were this band they could look like a bunch of nerds yeah you know? and then they were be. like let's just go all in adopt the lifestyle manson style you know like you see manson <laughs> before marilyn manson yeah, he just yeah. looks like a skinny nerd and yeah. then he's then he's Marilyn Manson. Yeah. So. What's neat about that too, like you said, you 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 saw the record in a record store, and that's why you bought it because you liked the look of it. Yeah, I was like this this I I'm like I can tell that this is gonna be cool. Yeah, you may <laughs> never have heard the music, but you just saw that album cover and it drew you in. That's like one of the best things about going to a record store. Absolutely. You're in there and you're walking around and you're looking for something. You don't know what you're looking for. You may yeah. have come in there with a purpose, but then something catches your eye. It's that's happened to me on plenty of times where I'm like. You know what? I like the look of that CD cover. I'm just going to buy it and see what this is. You know, I, I, you got to just be careful. You could be in the wrong section, but <laughs> yeah, you, you get it, and then you're like, "I just found a new band." Do you remember? I love this album. Like this is, I mean, this is years ago. We were hanging out at the time. Icicle Works. Oh, you we know, went into I that. was thinking about. I listen to that band all the time. They're so good. I They're still awesome. listen to them too. I, I have them. I bought their C, I bought the CD copy of that album for that. I might even have the vinyl somewhere. Wow. I have the vinyl but, somewhere. Yeah, because I remember you were you had started collecting vinyl. Like we talked, like you were like, I think I'm going to start collecting vinyl. So we went to the record store. I think it was the one on Woodward. I'm not sure which one specifically, but we found that record for like 99 cents, and uh, it's just like 80s like chamber. I don't know how to explain it. It's like a weird... It's like post... It's like... It's a weird... It's like new wave and post rock and... And I don't even know what else. Like yeah. kind of mixed together. It's yeah. it's strange. Oh, you like, know what? It, what is, it's a good example. It's like they took like the ideas of um, like the Depeche Mode type like early 80s chamber band. Fears. Yeah, but with like jangly guitars. Okay. Like English jangle guitars. And real drums and stuff. And you know what's funny? Interesting about that band. Like very recently I was watching like a live concert of theirs on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They were like a three piece band. The singer played guitar and their drummer was just an absolute monster. Really? <laughs> I mean just the drumming on the albums is like it's insane. It is. It's a, that one that's like it's almost like uh uh, stadium rock Phil drums Collins. yeah yeah it's it is wild man yeah, yeah. but then the vocals are kind of like it but it's got this kind of new wave-ish feel to it and yeah that a lot of hooks and i've strangely found a lot of people that are really into that album yeah it's it's shown up more in my life than it probably should like yeah. in random part like i've been in you know we bought it that one day and then i'm reading a list of like you know for gotten gems of the eight whatever and then i find there and then i go into a different record store and they have like an original pressing for like a hundred dollars wow like 
no one even knows this band exists. How are you trying to charge a hundred dollars yeah, for this? Yeah. But they've got to have you know in some circles they've got to. It's got to be that following. Yeah, there's some people I've talked to about that band, and it's it's very strange that I don't know more people that know about them. But I guess it's one of those those '80s bands. They I think they just kind of get lost. Apparently, the guy that's like the singer of the band is a real asshole or something. Oh, really? And I I don't Diva. know. Yeah, and and the drummer may have went on to be in like another band that's like like Oasis or something, hmm. like something like that. Wow. Like the drummer went on to and i that's i'm probably not saying the right band but he went on to something substantial yeah like yeah. He, like oh the drummer from high school works is in this band or, oh, that's or cool. like blur maybe or like oh, one nice. of those With, uh, one of those Damon Albarn? one of those english yeah. bands man i don't know which one but thank you for listening to the under channel you can go ahead and find us on twitter on facebook on instagram uh, you can also visit our website which is theunderchannel.com uh, the under channel on youtube you can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google Play, or anywhere else your podcasts are available. Thank you.